He just didn't want to eat anything. He collapsed twice, which was quite scary, just because he was so small. He just had such low blood sugar because he just didn't want to eat anything. Hey there, welcome to Life Well Loved, the pet well-being podcast brought to you by Bella and Duke. My name's James Marriott, I'm your host, as we adventure into the world of pet ownership with you and your cats and dogs. We'll be sniffing out expert knowledge from people like behaviourists, nutritionists and veterinary professionals as we explore how to do right by our pets covering everything from pet-centred nutrition to how to help them navigate the world around them. So, let's meet today's guest. Today we have another brilliant pet parent story from one of Bella and Duke's awesome customers. Please welcome Steph. Hi, Steph. Hi, nice to meet you. So we're going to be talking uh, a lot about Paddy, your uh, lovely little chihuahua. First, though, just before Paddy dominates the conversation, just tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Steph. I'm 29. I live just outside Glasgow, obviously with my dog, Chihuahua, Paddy. I work from home a lot of the time, which is probably the main reason that I decided to become a dog parent for the first time. And what about it, really? I'm not super interested in just uh-huh. hanging about with my dog all day. <laughs> That 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 is exactly why we're here. That is super <laughs> interesting. Um, so tell us a bit about tell tell us about Paddy then. So how how long have you had Paddy now? Um, I've had Paddy, I got him in September 2020. Um, I got him from when he was a puppy. Um, He was about 11 or 12 weeks old when I brought him home. So yeah, he's two, he'll be three in the summer. To be honest, never really thought about having a chihuahua or getting a chihuahua. I imagined a different dog for myself, (laughs) but I found Paddy and I just had to learn all about him and it's just, it's been amazing. Okay. I've got to ask the question, where did the name Paddy come from? An unusual name for a dog. I know. I wish I could give you a really good story about it, but it's very uncreative. So I had picked a name for Paddy. It wasn't Paddy, it was Vinny. That was always what he was going to be called. And then as I was leaving the breeder's house, um, so Paddy was the only puppy that they sold. And I said to him, you must have been calling this little dog something um, for 12 weeks. What, what have you been calling him? And it was their son that had called him Paddy. And I liked it and kept it. <laughs> That's as good a reason as, as any I have but I ever do like heard. <laughs> and he suits it. <laughs> no, yeah, if he suits it, I think you know that's that's the that's the most important bit, isn't it? So it's not all been plain sailing. Um, your your kind of journey with with Paddy. Tell us about the the difficulties that that you've had. So when I got Paddy, I seriously underestimated how hard it is to have a puppy, let alone a puppy that was so small. So. I'm sure you can imagine how small a chihuahua is. Paddy weighed 700 grams when I brought him home. So tiny. And yeah, I was probably ill-prepared. And he was, because he was so small, he needed to eat quite often. And there was nothing that he would eat. Nothing at all. He hadn't been weaned onto dog food by the breeder. I'm not sure why. Um, So that made it really difficult. I tried, when I say I tried everything, Sounds dramatic, but I really did try everything. (laughs) And he just didn't ever want to eat. And he became really, really unwell. So within the first two days of having him, he was at the vet and got kept in the vet. We'd get him home. He would go back. Um, He basically lived there more than he was at my own house. (laughs) He just didn't want to eat anything. He collapsed twice, which was quite scary. 
just because he was so small. He just had such low blood sugar because he just didn't want to eat anything. So it was quite a stressful journey to begin with. I, I can imagine. So, I mean, what what was that like for you? Because, you know, obviously kind of, you know, getting getting a puppy and I guess, you know, around that time we were still in some form of, of <laughs> lockdown. So you kind of think brilliant. It's, you know, you're getting your your your, your little your little guy to keep you keep you company. And I guess you kind of imagined it's not gonna be the easiest thing in the world. It's gonna take some some looking after. But within a couple of days to be at the vets and kind of going through that stuff, how did you feel about it? It was horrible. I I always joke that I have puppy PTSD. Like I'm not sure I can get another one. <laughs> but um, it was yeah, it was horrible. I for the first six weeks I had Paddy. I think I cried at some point every day, and because like you say, we were somewhat in a lockdown. I couldn't go into the vets with him, so they would take him from me at the door, and I would just have to wait if he would come back out or if they would tell me he wasn't able to come home. So it was it was it was really horrible and. I did know getting a puppy would be hard. They don't, they can't not toilet train. They don't really sleep, but they don't tell you that they'll be sick. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it, it does. It sounds like it would just be so, so difficult. So um, talk us through how it played out then. You obviously talked about, you know, having tried pretty much everything. Just, just talk us through that. So when we got Paddy and I brought him home, he... Because he hadn't been um, transitioned onto any sort of dog food, it was up to me to decide what to feed him, and that's quite daunting. So I've got quite a lot of friends who have dogs, and I would, but they're not small, and I didn't know what he would be able to eat. He had like tiny little teeth, a tiny little mouth. So I tried to do some research and decide what is it that I should feed him, but it's very overwhelming. I find online. There's just so much. Um, so I went to a pet shop and I initially took some advice from them, which was kibble. I had a family dog about 20 years ago. He ate kibble, so tried to do that. Took a few different tries to find one small enough for the small dog. Um, but he just never liked it. Didn't want to eat it. To be honest, Paddy wouldn't even eat treats. I would buy him puppy treats and he wouldn't even eat them. So... Um, we took a pause from that. The vet said to feed him some boiled chicken. So four times a day I would boil some chicken, seven in the morning. <laughs> and it was still very much hit or miss whether he would eat the chicken or not. It, yeah, it, it was very, very difficult. And then I would try um, like a wet food. Again, lots of different brands. I would try and look at like the, the nutrition content on like websites to compare dog food because I knew he was unwell and he needed something good. And he would sometimes try it one day so I'd buy more of it and then he would never eat it again so we made a lot of donations to dog shelters of lots of it (laughs) I can imagine yeah so where does raw come into the equation so I had heard of raw um I hadn't heard of Bella and Duke but one of my friends had a bet she still got him she's got a rescue dog and he was quite fussy I think that's quite um common for a rescue And she'd done her research and had put him on a raw diet. So she has a local pet shop that sells raw, whereas I don't. And I was a bit reluctant to try it at first because when I heard of a raw diet, I just think you think it's a steak, like a a bloody steak that you're just going to feed your dog. I thought it was mainly for big dogs because he is a big dog. He's a German Shepherd cross. Um, 
And I thought, no, I just can't imagine doing that. It sounds, it just doesn't sound very nice. But after I'd exhausted all of the options, I thought that's the only thing I haven't tried. So I tried some of hers to see if he would eat it and he did. He loved it. So I just decided to do some research as to where I could source it myself without having to add anything to it because I don't drive or anything like that. Even if I did have a local shop, it's not that convenient to go all the time. Um, and after doing some research, I found Bellinjuk. Gave it a try and it was the best thing. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 great to hear on on many many levels and it does i mean the way that you kind of tell that story makes it sound like it was almost instantaneous that <laughs> this, was, this yeah. you know from from such a difficult difficult journey to suddenly getting paddy um eating almost the second it's put down in front of him. is, is yeah. it that simple was it was it that instant yeah um but i still had the the anxiousness inside me that thought one day he is going to wake up and he will not eat this food I was like, this is a fluke. I don't know why he's decided to love this food. It was the second I put it down. He just didn't leave his bowl till it was finished. And then the more he got used to knowing what was coming, like if I don't feed Paddy quick enough, he does this like angry sneeze. He just sneezes at you till you feed him quick enough. (laughs) He stands at my feet sneezing (laughs) until I put that bowl down. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> I think he thinks someone's going to take it away from him. The amount he inhales so quickly, it can't be good. <laughs> but he loves it. And he. it took a while for me to get rid of that feeling of, is today the day that I'm going to need to find something else? Because this was my last option. Um, and no, we're two years in, two years in February. And he has never, ever once not eaten a meal. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I, I will always ask this question to, to people when we do these kind of um, podcasts where I'll ask basically what what's the difference that you've seen in, in your dog since moving on to Raw. It feels like a, a slightly clumsy question because you, you had a dog that just wouldn't eat who was literally collapsing in front of <laughs> you and, and obviously back and forth to the to the vets so it seems daft to say well what difference have you seen but i'm i'm gonna ask it in the in the the the, the kind of frame it in a way of i mean i'm assuming he's got he's got better how how else has he changed because i'm guessing that it's only really since he started eating that you've been able to really get to know him and his personality yeah, exactly yeah as soon as the the instant changes would have been the fact that he obviously had energy and I could learn his personality and understand what he was like. Um, but more long-term changes is he, he's got an amazing body condition. All puppies can look a bit funny anyway, but he had like a little pot belly. He, he was a funny looking chihuahua <laughs> but now he is his body condition's so good he's in the perfect shape he's so muscly people are surprised when they meet him because he's so small that how strong he is he is he's just complete muscle his coat is so shiny it's so smooth because he's a smooth coat dog so sometimes they can feel a bit wiry he doesn't feel wiry he's really soft um he did have some bald patches um when i got him he had almost like little um, scabs on his skin which would take the fur away and all of that went away his, his coat is amazing and I just feel like he's happy 
That's that's amazing. And 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 what kind of dog is he? Because I think of Chihuahuas as being a little bit cheeky, a little bit naughty, bit mischievous, um, and 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 stuff like that. What what what's you know what what kind of bits of his personality have really kind of come out? Definitely cheeky. Um, <laughs> most most definitely, he loves to go outside. Which again, I think people can be surprised about with a small lap dog that I don't carry him about in my bag. No, we walk up hills, we go out every day. He loves all types of weather. He loves the snow. We live in a in an area where I can take him <clears throat> and let him off lead and he just runs. He chases his ball for hours. He'll bring you a toy when you want to just watch TV. But um he's just he's very, very, very loving, very loyal. And he just wants to be with you. And it's the best. Oh, that's that's so good to hear, and and fantastic that he's come so far in in a couple of years is is um fantastic. So tell me a little bit about your kind of experience of Bella and Duke. Then obviously, um, you you started on on Raw, but obviously you've got a bit more involved in terms of the community and stuff like that as well. Yeah, so I he started on the puppy food because he was still quite young. I didn't really think much of it. I made the order. I liked how convenient it was. It came to my door, um, like even down to the courier that they use. I, I really enjoy because you get an hour's time slot. It is very convenient. And after I made the first order and you liked it, I just, as much as I was happy, just didn't think much of anything. And then a few weeks later, I got a phone call and it was Bell and Duke. And I was surprised. I don't really hear of any company doing that. It was just a follow-up phone call just asking how Paddy was. I'd put on his profile that he was fussy. And we just had just a really nice chat. It, was, it wasn't it was like a corporate call. I can't really describe mm-hmm. it. It was just a bit of chat. He wanted to know what Paddy was like. I, I could tell it was people that liked dogs. <laughs> and then I hung up the call and then I got another one again, maybe a month or two later. And it was someone on that call that told me about their Facebook community which I hadn't heard of. So I joined the group and there's just amazing people in that group that ask so many questions, like random questions. You just don't think, you wonder how they know the answer to all of this stuff. And it's just a massive piece of information and experience in that page, even just the customers on the page. And then, yeah, their Instagram page as well is also. I just really like the content they post. I just think you can definitely tell. And then reading the story in the background about like how the company was founded from their dogs that had passed away and their diet and just feel like it was a really nice story. And I'm just glad that Paddy likes the food so much because I would tell and have told so many people, this is the food that you should feed your dog. <laughs> that's that's fabulous. That's so good to hear. Thinking a bit about, I mean, obviously you, you tried kibble um yeah. and it, it didn't it didn't work for you and um thankfully you found raw and, and you've never looked um you've never looked back i think one of the things that we've talked about a few times on on this podcast i think one of the hurdles that we come up against quite a lot is people who are a bit reluctant to make that that change because they think that raw is going to be really inconvenient uh-huh. um quite messy obviously having to you know kind of defrost and, and things like that but also be quite expensive in comparison as well yeah. what what's your kind of experience of, of of those things what would you say to people with those concerns the convenience aspect of it is amazing i think it is 
the most convenient food I could ever feed Paddy. Even if it wasn't, I would still do it. But it's so convenient. Um, say if you feed your dog kibble and wet food mixed, I can feed Paddy quicker <laughs> than it'll take for you to put that in the bowl. I bring it out of the freezer. I don't need to leave it on the sides. I do it the night before, put it in the fridge. The next morning it's ready. It's not messy at all. It's really not I it's really not what you would expect it to look like because I was that person that thought it would not be nice. I just weigh it out, put it in his bowl, put the tub back in the fridge. And it's it's just so convenient and so easy. Paddy's usually finished before I even get the tub back in the fridge. But <laughs> it is definitely. And then the expense side of things, I think you can make anything in life expensive or cheaper. So obviously there are kibble brands out there that are of course going to be cheaper but if I was to continue if Paddy was happy on a kibble journey and that's what I was happy to feed I was looking at very nutritional like the most nutritious um, kibble for him and the more nutrition you get from it it tends to just be more expensive so I actually don't know I would necessarily agree that the raw is more expensive because I know that I would have chosen something very high value very high like nutrition content I think it's I think Bell and Duke is very good value for money as well there are other raw companies that you can look at and they're they're very comparable if not more expensive I think you know brilliantly put on 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 both points there so um thank you very much for that Steph so I mean just kind of taking that that little bit of a step back and that overview now and obviously you know the journey that you've been on uh with with paddy over the last two and a bit um years which has been i imagine very stressful at times but obviously now seems to be really glorious what so what does what does paddy mean to you now what 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 you know how how important is paddy to to you into your life now so important but i don't think i can remember what my life was like before i had paddy although 27 years i can't remember what it was like he is just a massive part of my life. Obviously, we live together. He has to live here. <laughs> we share our house. But I feel like a lot of my life revolves around the dog, but not in a way that I would ever resent. Not at all. I enjoy it. I like taking him places, doing things with him, learning new things about him or learning new things I can give to him because um, I've just started to kind of dabble in adding more things to his diet like to the food you don't need to do that but finding out other things that he likes so I'm always thinking about the dog and he's basically just my world he's just my number one <laughs> oh that's so good to hear and, and and brilliant from such a difficult start it's, it's great to hear how well you're doing and uh long may Paddy continue to be a little bit of a a little bit of a cheeky chappy and um getting um getting into all kinds of fun and games with um with you and Steph you know thank you so much for coming on thank you for sharing your story thank you for sharing Paddy's story I'm so glad that there's been a really nice happy um ending to to what was a, a difficult um story in the in the beginning um and thanks so much for your time thanks so much for having me it's been fun well, that wraps up this episode of Life Well Loved. Thank you very much for listening. You can find out more about us at bellaandduke.com and don't forget to hit follow so you get all our new episodes every fortnight. Thanks for listening. 
and look forward to seeing you again soon.